What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of CMA Podcast. How is everybody doing? Today, I am joined by Fight Royalty, Raquel Rocky Pennington. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Awesome. Very good. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm a huge fan over here. Oh, yeah. It'll be fun to chat. Awesome. Really cool. Well, in full disclosure, we're not like uh, media. We're not breaking news. I got nobody on the inside. Uh, I'm just a fan with a microphone. So I hope you can uh, appreciate that at least. Absolutely. I love um, it. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, well, like huge fan for many, many years. Like you, you've inspired so many uh, we can take gender politics out of it you've done so much for the mma community as it stands um you seem to be loving life how is life in the world of raquel pennington it's good you know i'm in a great place uh just enjoying some time off two back-to-back -back fight camps so i mean i think what december 18th and now we're getting ready to go into february and i've just been traveling spending time with family and just enjoying life outside a little bit. You know, I mean, I just finished sparring, so I'm still in the gym and doing the things I need to, but uh, just taking that mental break. Awesome. I, I follow you on the social media and like your social media is killer. You're always outside. You're always doing things, hiking, whether it's snowboarding, um, just like they're the fighters that I want my guys at the gym to look up to, you know, I, I don't want to shit on like Conor McGregor, John Jones or any of that stuff, but you know, real people doing real things, uh, enjoying life, being kind, you know, the whole family orientated thing. Uh, when you bring like things like alcohol, drugs, abuse, things into that, I kind of like try to steer away from that when I'm, uh, pushing someone in, in the direction of a, a fighter that they're asking, who should I be looking up to, for example, in, in our gym? Um, but yeah, I follow you on social media and like, I see your interviews when you're fighting and even your down to your fight style, like they're the people we should be looking up to, you know what I mean? <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, life is short and we all only have one life to live and it's just kind of that thing to where I grew up being humble and I'm grateful for all the things. And, you know, I wake up blessed and grateful every day and I just love to live really. So it's just like born and raised in Colorado, everything outdoors just satisfies my soul. And I love adventure. I have a hard time actually like sitting still. Everybody's like, dude, you're always on the go. And that's all I know. I just, I love it. Yeah. I love your pictures. You've got some really cool photography, like, as I said, <laughs> hiking and snowboarding and stuff. It's, it's really, really cool um three fight winning streak so like you're again i, I want to bring the inspiring and motivating thing back to it you know you had the, the the title contender fight and you bounce back like you don't go hiding you're kind of back in the gym immediately addressing issues that come up in whether it's social media or just the news in general and like you know you're, you're back in there and you're just going straight back to the grind and you have a three fight winning streak. That's pretty goddamn inspiring and insane. If you, if you really think about it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's been a rough few years for me. And so just to kind of get back to actually, like, I truly feel like I just hit my prime and getting back in there and actually feeling like myself and being hundred percent healthy now. And the stars are finally aligning again and I'm just having fun. You know, I mean, it's all about having fun. Anytime that I talk to anybody, they're like, Oh, 
what does it take and what should we do and blah, blah, blah. First and foremost, you always have to have fun with what you're doing. And so finding that passion again, just having fun and, um, you know, right now taking the time off and just living life on the outside and fulfilling that other part of my soul. But, you know, I'm extremely passionate about fighting and my last fight was a great way to end the year and start a new year. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's life is good, right? Yeah, that's awesome. You mentioned before we were recording that you were sparring today. There is no greater feeling, especially when you're around your training partners. Like when you're around people you trust and you know and you love and, and you understand how they work. Like I'm 30, almost 38, coming up on 38. I'm still sparring like twice a week and I love it. But, uh, but you have, I guess, this goal in mind to get back in there. And it's just like the fire's probably lit under your butt and you're ready to go again. So super, oh, yeah. super motivating, I guess. I'm ready to fight like yesterday, but yeah. I mean, I want to, I obviously want to climb. And so, uh, every, everybody within the top five right now is matched up. So I'm kind of just hanging out, waiting for one of those fights to occur and hopefully get the winner of that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Hopefully that'll come, let's say it's coming up on February now. So March, April, May, some, sometime in the summer, I guess. Yeah. Like I said, I would have loved to fight yesterday. Um, yeah. I'm down for if a replacement fight needs to happen. Um, but I would have loved to honestly fight in April. And then, uh, so we'll kind of just see how things play out, but I think most likely it'll probably be like May or June. Yeah. And if you don't mind me asking, how does it work? Because if you have your heart set on a specific date or a specific card or, or whatever, uh, your, are your management team in touch with the UFC and are pushing for something? Or do you guys have to just sit tight and wait? Um, so I manage myself and do everything. Um, and, you know, I mean, I've been having conversations and stuff, but I had a fight offer. Uh, it just wasn't in the time frame that I wanted or the place that like made sense. I mean, I'm not vaccinated. So going overseas is kind of a interesting factor right now. But um, most of the time, I mean, it's just a lot of conversation, a lot of talk, talking to the opponents. These days, it seems like a lot of people can get up, get on social media and stir the pot and kind of get the fights that they want and everything. But, um, you know, I mean, I've always kind of just stayed consistent and pushed with what I want and where I would like it at and everything else. And I, UFC knows I'm down to fight all the time. So um, for me, that's kind of how it happens. Just kind of getting that aligned. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Cause like, there's so much ammunition that you could probably go with on social media with uh, like the current champion, uh, the, the expected rematch that's most likely going to be next for those, those two girls. But like, that's kind of why I'm a huge fan of yours because you don't resort to that. Now, in in today's game, like you know, with, with especially with the injection of Jake Paul, let's let's not forget about what he's doing. But um, you know, you've decided to take another route and you just let your your hands and legs do the talking for you. So again, I thought that way. You no, know, I just yeah. I don't like to talk crap. I. Uh, don't get me wrong. You get me in a feisty place. Like my mouth can say some crazy things, but for the most part, like, I just don't like talking crap at the end of the day. You can talk all this smack and it's fun for the fans and everything. But then all of a sudden when you go out there, like the fight's going to do the talking. And sometimes, I mean, you may run your mouth a lot and then you go out there and completely just embarrass yourself. And here you go dealing with a whole repercussion of having to pick the pieces up of that. And it's just, 
why even bring that kind of negativity or have to deal with that extra step of things? And I just, I was always raised to just be humble. And so I just, yeah, the smack talking is not something that I enjoy doing at all. I just love to go out there at the end of the day, if I to fight, it's a 50, 50 chance and it's competitive. And so let's go from there. That's why we fucking love you, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. Because some people just see the whole Conor McGregor thing. And they try and replicate that, but it's, it's not organic. And like, I'm Irish. I live in Switzerland. I don't really like Conor McGregor at all, but, um, but you've been, you've been on his fight cards. You, you know what he brings and I can appreciate what he brings to the table and the whole atmosphere of fight week and the weigh-ins and then fight night itself. Um, but like when it's not organic, when, when it's forced, like there's some really embarrassing pieces out there that we just like, not the casuals, people who are invested over 10, 15 years in this sport and that company. It's just like, yeah, yeah let, let your fight style do the talking for you. That's why we want to tune into you, you know? Yeah, most definitely. You know, I, uh, I mean, to each their own, everybody has their own ways and some things hype people up and some people really like strive off of that and putting that act on and doing everything. And, you know, I mean, it's made him extremely successful and he's doing what he needs to, which is super great for him, but it's not everybody's cup of tea and that's absolutely okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, it's a lot of it is cringeworthy. As I said, I'm Irish and everyone's like, oh, you must be a huge Conor McGregor fan. And I'm like, no, but I, again, on this podcast, I don't want to shit on him too much. You know what I mean? I don't want to come no. across as a someone just trying to sponge views <laughs> off his name, you know? Um, but you, you touched on something there. And it, when I was preparing for this, uh, this podcast, I was talking to my wife about um, the similarities that I think you experience. And, you know, she, f like in, in times of conflict, she feels the need to explain herself, whether it's like talking to people on the street or a conflict with a friend or something, there's that need to explain yourself. And I found that with you, with the uh, USADA thing and like a lot of private information you had to like get out there to the public that, you know, it's, it's your private information, your private health issues. And with that, it was either don't and let this stupid false narrative go out there. Um, I, I, I don't really have a question towards that, but I, I more empathize with knowing how it is to have to explain yourself in circumstances where you don't really truly want to. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the hard part is like, I've always been a private person. So coming into being a professional athlete and having a platform and being in the spotlight, it does make it really hard um, in that aspect because I mean, you really don't have any privacy and for the most part, it's just irritating because people hear news and it's just like right away, the assumptions are made and the judgments pass and people don't even have the entire backstory the frustrating part for me and all that was just how everything occurred. And, you know, I've been suffering from a thyroid issue and worried about thyroid cancer, all these different things. And was just having medical issues and trying to just get healthy. And then everything that I'm going through and the doctors and just the whole situation. And it's like, you know, we're supposed to have this program that obviously like keeps a clean sport, which I can absolutely appreciate, but it's super frustrating when you've had those athletes who have completely ruined it for, other athletes like myself who <clears throat> were not trying to do any oh are you there i can hear you but i just see your name oh you're back oh there we go there we go um 
so it's frustrating for other athletes who you know we're just trying to like live a healthy life and do things and I mean we're in a sport that we're constantly constantly fluctuating weight and it plays a part on our health and then you know just one thing after another and here I am trying to do something personal and medical wise under supervision of doctors and everything else and this hasn't this just wasn't like something overnight it's like been a three-year period and then all of a sudden because we have this program and we're supposed to have a TUE and like I can't even get the exemption for it and you know you have other athletes who you you have all different medical issues or you guys you there's um dudes who you know they want to build a family with their wives and stuff but they can't even take the hormones that they may need for that and it's really hard to like live our personal lives as well while trying to be a professional athlete so it could get really frustrating but just the way that whole situation play played out and then all of a sudden I had to like try to get in front of it and pretty much explain myself and it's not that I was even doing anything wrong but then automatically it turned in this whole thing of like oh you're a doper you're doing drugs you're this you're that and like one everybody just needs to be quiet they don't even know the backstory Two, what I got popped for, popped for, um, you know, if you want to look at it in like a, a bad point of view, it's a fat burner. So what I'm going to sweat a little bit more, but the other thing that I was using it for was, um, it increases the activity of the thyroid and then, you know, testosterone, I'm extremely estrogen dominant and produce zero testosterone. So it's like they were putting me on a microdose just to get my body to understand that hopefully this is what it produces naturally, just so I can get on track. Nothing that's going to even be anywhere near like performance enhancing. And so it was just overall crazy with the fact of how like my private life and everything turned into this whole ordeal. And then of course you got to jump ahead of it. And it just like, a, it was a really frustrating situation, honestly. And finally I was just like, you know what, like you guys can sit here and say whatever you guys can give me the suspension. Like I'll take it, but it's a bunch of crap. Like it really was. And it was just crazy. Cause you know, USADA came out, they tested me. I had a microdose in my system, like nothing even crazy. And then they came out a couple of days later, retested me. It was already cleared from my system. And then they came out every single day for four weeks and tested me and obviously nothing. But then here I am having to figure out another route again, on trying to figure out my thyroid and medical stuff and everything else, just so that way I could be healthy to even go out and attempt to make weight or feel like I could function in my daily life or anything, you know? Yeah. That's the thing. And even having to explain that is so frustrating. When I saw the headline, I'm like, this, there's no way this can't be right. As a podcaster, I have to dive into the fucking comment section. Cause I got to know what people are saying. Yeah. Now, I tried to, where is it? I put it away. I tried to get off social media like two years ago, but then I got on board at the gym here, city martial arts. So I, I need to deal with the social media, see the comment section to talk on podcasts in real time. I got to see what people are saying. Comment sections are just sewage. And when, when you really find out what happened, have, having had explained yourself in full detail about your personal private issues, it's just very frustrating as a fan to see you have to do that. Like Chad Mendez with his acne cream, as you say, with the testosterone and Chael Sonnen trying to have a kid. It's just like, it's crazy. It's sad. Uh, it's like, we can't be a professional athlete and have our personal life and be healthy or whatever it is. It's like, 
basically it almost feels like it's one or the other type thing. And so a lot of people obviously were passionate about being the pro athlete. And so it's just like, here we go with another headache, having to find a different route. And that's irritating. You know what I mean? Like there should be some sort of allowance in there. And, um, I don't know. It's just, it's overall a frustrating situation. Like you said, I mean, social media can be brutal. It can be brutal to anybody. I mean, it makes everybody so accessible. And then you have people hiding behind keyboards and typing all kinds of unnecessary things. And it just, it honestly amazes me. Like I watched social media and there for a while when I was going through like my lowest of lows, everything was impacting me, but I've always been a person that like, I'm completely comfortable with who I am. I don't care what other people say. And so it's just like, you know, I watch people and just the fact that for one, you have the time to like, feel like you need to take the time and say something so nasty to somebody is just really interesting in people's character. Um, And then the way everybody just kind of feeds off each other, like social media is not real. And it's just a place that like makes everybody vulnerable and accessible. And it's like, if I feel like if people would use their social media in a different positive way, it would be a lot different, but it's such a mix in things. You have people trying to honestly just influence and they're staying true to themselves and they're putting really positive things in the world. But you're always going to have those people who there's got to be some sort of negativity. Yeah. It sucks. And it's always a private account with like a fake avatar. So you don't know what they're like. And <laughs> yeah. Trolls. Oh God. I hate it so much. Uh, as I said, I tried to get off social media. I bought a Nokia 3310 no internet, no picture, nothing. I was getting off, but, um, I, I, to communicate with family back in Ireland, still using FaceTime, WhatsApp, uh, needing access to the emails, um, for the gym, especially with social media, it just didn't make sense. So I've had to limit my usage. And as I said, with podcasting, I got to see what people are saying. So I have to review the comment section, um, which sucks. Unfortunately, people are bastards. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be people. But again, that that all ties back to why I would have reached out to someone like you because followed your career since Invicta, uh, obviously tough. Um, you know, just seeing how you handle yourself, media week, interviews. I mean, after the Amanda fight, you pretty much addressed via Ariel Hawani like two days later. Um, just truly inspiring, super motivating. And anyone in our gym who says, hey, Dave, who should I be looking up to? Whose fight style? Whose persona? I always point them in the direction of people like you. So very, very happy that I get to speak to you. Yeah, I appreciate that. It means a lot. Awesome. That's really cool. I don't need to take any more of your time. I know you're super busy. So uh, is it, uh, am I wrong? Your dog's name is Canelo? Yeah, well, Amazing. that's one. I have a few dogs. <laughs> I, I see you on social media with one. How many dogs have you got? I got seven. You have seven dogs. Seven Ugh. dogs. I have a gang. I actually have one. Um, her name is Invicta. Tisha and I have her together, and that's where we met. So we named her Invicta. And then we have um, her sibling. He has like a brown patch on his eye, and it just looks like a black eye. So we named him Brawler. Brawler. Nello. Um, and then we have his little buddy is named Koa. And then I got a little English bulldog. Her name's Myla. We got a little mutt named Spaz. And then we have a Pitbull Sharpay mix named Gage. Amazing. So we got a crew. 
That's pretty cool. I, I had a dog, all right, but uh, no, no dogs now. Two kids, they keep me pretty goddamn active. Oh, I bet, I bet. Yeah, yeah, for real. Uh, I won't take any more of your time. Thank you so much for, for joining me here on CMA Podcast. Uh, any final words to my listeners? Any fans of yours out there? First off, it was good chatting with you. So uh, thanks for having me on. Um, as you know, I mean, I just want to thank all the true fans of the sport and everything. And as for everybody else, you know, we have one life to live. So go out and live it to the fullest and truly embrace what you're doing. Enjoy it. And when the times get tough, realize that there's going to be, there's positive in every situation. So, you know, just find that little bit of positivity and keep rolling with it. Amazing. That's why I'm a fan of yours, Raquel. I love it. Cool. Awesome. Guys, if you like what you hear and see, like, share, subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend, have them tell three friends and all that wonderful stuff. Thanks very much again, Raquel, for joining me. I appreciate your time. You bet. Good chat. Awesome. Rock and roll, guys. Mm-hmm.